With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered chumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Analyst Inside Cricket, the pivotal day of the Ashes series, I suppose you'd say. The third day of the Old Trafford Test, the fourth Test, and uh, Australia, in the end, pretty dominant. Although for a long time, it looked as if England might just hold out with only two wickets down. Australia, of course, bowling backed up by that fantastic score of 497 for 8 declared. So scoreboard pressure, allowing the bowlers to, to operate with quite attacking fields. But for a long time, as I say, uh, Joe Root and Rory Burns kept them at bay, that partnership 141, suggesting that England might go into the fourth day with hopes of at least uh, holding out for a draw. But just that irresistible combination of Cummings and actually Hazelwood taking the wickets in the end made it Australia's day. They bowled superbly after T Australia. I thought England batted really well. I was thinking, you know, about an hour before the close, you thought bad light would come in. But an hour before the close, I was thinking, this is about as good a day as England could possibly have had. You know, rain, then a fine stand between Burns and Root. They, OK, they lost the, the night watchman, but in a way, they're sort of expendable. Fantastic stand between Burns and Root. Australia looked a bit frustrated. Uh, they were scoring reasonably quickly. And then that pressure spell from Cummins and then Hazelwood burst through with those wickets that have put Australia in a fantastic position in this test match. OK, they need 15 wickets in the last two days, but you know, just project ahead. We talked about it after the first day. It looks as if Australia will be bowling to win the match on the final day, i.e. they'll set England a, a huge total and England will have to try to bat out the final day to save the match and, and save the Ashes. That's how it looks at the moment anyway. Yeah, and, and you were saying, I think, that England needed three things to work for them. That they needed to, to bat with great resilience and have some bad light and hopefully some rain uh, to save them as well. Well, they had a little bit of bad light tonight, sort of saved, saved them about 10 minutes play. But 
I've looked at the forecast of the weekend and no rain. So it looks like an, an unusual, an unusually dry weekend for Manchester, but one that uh, should help Australia. I mean, you just have to uh, admire their, their bowlers, although... Uh, you could sort of blame England for some of the loose shots they played, or certainly uh, you certainly could in the case of Jason Roy. At the same time, th- those two bowlers, Hazelwood and Cummings, are outstanding. And cu- the wickets and, and the, the the figures, the bowling figures, don't really do justice to the effect that Cummings had. Because after that early wicket of Joe Denley uh, yesterday, he was wicketless today. You'd never know that, that he bowled absolutely brilliantly in that spell after tea. Seven overs on the trot, ball after ball, asking difficult questions of both Root and Burns, in at the ribs of Burns, awkward bounce, movement away to Root and the odd one coming back, incessant pace from ball one to ball 42 in that seven-over spell, nothing to show for it, and in a way, Hazelwood picked up the rewards. Absolutely. I mean, Hazel was a fine bowler as well, and he, he picked up where... Cummins had left off. Cummins, Cummins fascinating, really. Leading wicket-taker in the series. He played that test match way back when, then got injured. He's played 22 of Australia's last 24 test matches. Of course, he's played every match in this Ashes series. But he also played every game in the World Cup for Australia as well. Ten matches in the World Cup. Talk about World Cup hangovers. Not a bit of it for Cummings. He's just kept going. And you mentioned that his pace was up. And that's been a feature, really, of him in this series. He's just kept his pace up. He's been relentless. 26 years of age. He's fit and strong and quick. And he pressurised England. And Hazelwood got the the benefit of it. One thing I would say about Australia's bowling today, it wasn't uniformly good. I thought Lyon bowled too short. He's been... um, Slightly off it, really, Lyon, since Edgbaston, where he took nine wickets in the match. Since then, he's only taken five. He's gone for a couple of gallons as well. He hasn't taken, a, when I say gallon, he's gone for 100 a couple of times. He hasn't taken a wicket yet. He's, I still feel he's going to have a hand in this test match. The ball is spinning and bouncing, and he's going to be a, a big problem for England in the, on the final day, in the final innings, if, you know, if, if that's the scenario that's set up. And Stark, though, you can see why Australia were a bit reluctant to play him in the series so far. Okay, he might still have a hand in this game, but sprayed it about a bit today. Went for four and over. Didn't look particularly threatening, and England scored quite easily off him. But it was the it was the Cummins and Hazelwood show today, and they those two have put Australia in a great position with the prospect of Lyon being able to pick up the mantle in in the fourth innings of the game, or when England get to bat a second time. I suppose, to give the England batsmen a bit of credit, they have played Lyon better after Edgebaston, where, you know, I suppose Moen Ali's nightmare against uh, Nathan Lyon encapsulates his influence. But they've they've watched him more carefully. They've played him off the back foot. They've got right-handers up against him. Uh, the left-handers, particularly Stokes and Burns, have, say, resisted uh, looking to play the sweep shot, except occasionally they've made sure they get their bat to the ball and made sure they played back as often as possible. And actually, bowlers hate that. If, you, if they're getting that, that extra bounce, but the batsmen are able to read their length and play them off the back foot, it's infuriating. And then, of course, you try, as the spinner, to try and bowl really full to get them forward and try and get one through the gate. And then they get their, their stride right out to smother the spin. So I think England's reading of Nathan Lyon's length has been absolutely excellent. And, and Stokes tonight just showed the, the, the benefit of the practice he's done against you know various 
off spinners and against the bowling machine and applying himself, even though it was quite demanding, extra bounce and spin, he actually rode most of it pretty comfortably. I thought actually Australia were a bit tame with their field settings as well. Mm-hmm. They they didn't surround new batsmen with uh, men in front of the bat, for instance, which you always want to see when the ball is bouncing and behaving a little bit uh, unpredictably. Uh, but th- th- I think both captains have been a bit tame actually in this test match. You know, for instance, Joe Root not unleashing Jofra Archer just before lunch when Steve Smith had, had just got his uh, got his eye in. Uh, generally, the, the captains have been more defensive than attacking. Yeah, just going. I mean, I hadn't had a chance to comment on England's second day, um, but I thought yesterday was a really woeful performance from them. And everything that could go wrong almost did for them. They looked really lacklustre, worn down by Smith. Drop catches, you know, straightforward drop catches as well. Uh, Smith had a bit of luck. I mean, I didn't think it was a, a brilliant innings from Smith yesterday. I thought he played really well on the first day. didn't think it was a brilliant innings from Smith. Um, the one big slice out to deep cover, he got lucky, played and missed a few times. He was obviously caught off the no ball as well. But England, England just looked, they didn't look together as a team. And Root, Root looked a bit grumpy as captain. He wasn't getting what he wanted out of his, his team. And I thought that would infect the batting. Um, but it, it didn't, as it, as it turned out. OK, they were 20 for two. But I, I Root and Burns played really well. But just that pressure. So now, Yoz, now it's, it's all about Stokes again, it's, it seems to me. OK, they've got Bairstow's just come in. There's Butler to come in at number eight. But it's going to need something really special from those three. Looks like Stokes again to drag England out of a really difficult situation and take it to the over. I'm just thinking about the fourth day. Uh, what can England reasonably achieve? And when, I, when they started off, I thought... 350 minimum over a long time would, mm. would be their, you know, the, the minimum requirement really. They'd had to get 350 and take a long time to get there as well, take time out of the game. Th- 350, are they going to get there? Well, th- they might. I would say it's probably odds against, but even if they get 350, there'll be still plenty of time for Australia to build a decent lead to bowl at England on the final day. What England have to do from here is just bat as long as they can, delay the time. That, that, before we see Australia bat again, I mean, do you think Australia would? I mean, it, it, do you think Australia would enforce the follow-on? Well, it depends, doesn't it? When England are bowled out, I mean, if they get bowled out, uh, God help them, very early on the fourth day, then obviously you would enforce the follow-on because the bowlers haven't had much work. But if they get bowled out, kind of mid-afternoon. Uh, then no, you bat again just briefly, put the game completely out of reach, and then and then set your bowlers alight. I mean, bowlers just need a little bit of time off. You can break mm. them, really grind grind them down too much if you leave them out there for too long. And Australia have only got the four man attack. I, I know that, that Labuschagne could bowl a few leggies, but they are reliant hugely on those three seamers and, and Nathan Lyon. So I'm sure they'll they'll bat again. And the other thing that, that worries me, uh, sorry to sound a pessimistic note, I suppose, from an England point of view. But the other thing that worries me is just England's lack of resilience with the bat. Joe Denley, to me, doesn't look convincing. Uh, he, he, he was unlucky in the way that he got out, but he could have been out any number of times on the second evening. And, uh, you know, Jason Roy, well, he's gone down to number four. He still seems to be searching for the ball 
you know, trying to thrust his bat right out in front of him, searching for this ball. And it's always a giveaway when a batsman's pushing right out in front of him, it shows a lack of confidence and just a, a sort of un- uncertainty, sort of desperately trying to get his bat at the ball. And it was that that caused his downfall, left a gate as wide as you could uh, drive your car through. Uh, a good bit of bowling by Hazelwood, of course. But if you're you know, probing, poking your bat out right in front of you like that, it doesn't uh, say much for your, your permanence at the crease. He played two or three tremendous strokes. In fact, the, the shot he played before he got out, the ball before he got out, was a fantastic stroke, off the back foot, square with the wicket. But I think Australia always sensed that the wicket of Jason Roy was just around the corner. He just fairly gives you a chance. And you know, they were able to exploit that. This England team, we've talked about it before, they... They will be up and down. They've got some tremendous players, you know, the likes of Stokes and Root and Archer. You know, they've got some quality and Broad as well. They've got some quality. How long Broad is going to be part of that team remains to be seen. Might well be that he calls it a day at the end of the Ashes. They've got some fine players, but they've, they've got a team that's sort of inconsistent, lots of holes in it, and that's been the case for a long time. And that's, you know, that's the the, the that's the task for the selectors and the new coach is to, is to find the solutions to those holes in the team. Um, but it doesn't look as if it's going to come uh, quickly enough to save this Ashes series. It looks as if Australia are on course. Even if they don't win here, then you know we go to the Oval. England have to win there to, to win the Ashes, stop Australia retaining them. I think you'd still feel this Australia side, even if it was 1-1 going to the Oval, would be strong enough to, to overcome England because there are just so many problems in this England side. England still have, it's amazing really, I think, that England still have hopes of winning this Ashes series. What we've had with three days of the fourth test and they're still in the series. But goodness me, things are going to have to go well for them from here. Someone's going to have to play another tremendous innings from here to, to keep them in this game. And then uh, can they do it at the Oval and, and turn, turn the series round? So lots of challenges ahead for England. I don't think we should be surprised that Australia have just sort of applied that pressure to them over the course of the series. It's felt like England have always just been struggling just to hold Australia back. And, you know, over the next couple of days, we thought it was going to happen to Headingley. Over the next couple of days, it could well be that Australia finally, finally subdue England and put them out of their misery. Let's just uh, thank one of our listeners, by the way, uh, for for your reviews, uh, and one of them in particular, because he's written, or she, has written two of the calmest and most knowledgeable cricket summarisers around today. Also, their voices are great for helping me get to sleep. (laughs) How do you you react to that? I'm very pleased with that, actually. I think if we lull people to sleep, as long as it's towards the end of the podcast, I, I think we've done a decent job there, don't you? Well, I, I didn't know how to take that, to be honest. I'm not sure if that's a good thing or a bad thing. I suppose, you know, a, a nice bit of praise, and then I don't know if that last bit is criticism or not, but um, but there we go. You, you, have, you have to glass half full rather than glass half empty, I think. And you know you know me, Yoz, I'm a glass half full person rather than a gla- <laughs> glass half empty person. Listen, I, I think any publicity is good publicity, so <laughs> very nice uh, to have that message. Any more reviews like that would be happy to publish and air again, and I hope that many of you have a good night's sleep, better probably than Joe Root or some of the England players who've got a bat tomorrow because England have a huge task ahead. We'll speak to you this time tomorrow. Thanks for listening. Thanks indeed for listening. And, of course, the other thing as well, I don't know, this might just be a very gloomy note to end on, the new ball is not far away, so Australia have that in their armoury on the fourth day as well. Goodbye for now. 
Podcast Network. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchases, full work limited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.